Shvius Perik Yud Mishnah Aleph, ten one. We now begin a new topic altogether. The halachas of Shvius, so the Shemitah year, have two separate applications. The first being Shemitah's Karkaos, the resting of the land, which applies only in Eretz Yisrael. And that was the topic of our first nine chapters. This tenth chapter discusses Shemitah's Ksafim, the release of loans. Um, and that applies both in Eretz Yisrael as well as in Chutzlaretz, outside of Eretz Yisrael. Uh, the consensus of the poskim and the psak of the machaber and the shulchan aruch is that nowadays it's only rabbinic. The requirement of releasing relinquishing loans is a rabbinic requirement, and it will not be a doraisa Torah requirement until Yovel is back in effect, and that requires the majority of Jews to be back in the land of Israel. Uh, the Ramad takes even potentially a more lenient position. In any case. Um, our mission will focus on the basic applications of this of this principle. What's clear, what's important to understand is that the the halacha differentiates between loans per se and other types of debt. And although loosely we'll refer to shemitah's ksafim as um, debt relief or the relinquishing of debt, it's not strictly true. Um, it's specifically loans that are released and not other kinds of financial obligations. Um, most notably, the mission will distinguish between um, store credit, that is, say, you, you go to the, like in Israel, you have the Makolot, you walk into the, the small shop and you and you buy a carton of milk and you don't uh, you don't pay now, you pay, it just goes on your tab till next time. That is store credit and hakafas chanut, it's called in the Mishnah. And such store credit is not considered to be a loan because really it's payable immediately just for the sake of mutual convenience. Um, the basic tacit understanding is the next time or one of the next times that the purchaser comes back into that shop, um, he will pay his pay his tab. Um, and therefore, the, the shop owner is just sort of extending this credit for the sake of, of mutual convenience, but not agreeing um, to it being a loan, which would have some future specific payoff date. And I think the easiest way to understand the difference between a generic loan and this store credit loan would be uh, that the difference is that there's a specific date upon which it's payable. That is to say, if there's no specific date in which it's payable, it's payable effectively right now. It's just a matter of I'm letting you not pay me now for whatever reason. So that um, is considered store credit and is not released by the Shemitah. Whereas if it's a formal um, loan which has some specific due date, then it would be released. <clears throat> also worth noting, of course, is that such a scenario is not a loan where I'm giving you money and expecting money in exchange. It's actually the other half of the transaction where the storekeeper gives milk and expects payment for the milk in exchange. So the failure to pay immediately um, makes it just an extension of credit, but not a loan for some future repayment in a, in a, in a subsequent date. Um, okay, so let's see the mission side. There's a lot to talk about. The mission says Shvius, the seventh year, and actually the halach is that the Relinquishment of these loans, the Shemitah's Ksafim, occurs at the very end of the seventh year, at the proverbial stroke of midnight on the end of the seventh year, or in fact, it would, of course, be um, Rosh Hashanah with Shkia. At that point, or Tzayis of Chavim, whatever it is, at that point, um, the loans are released. So the Mishnah says here, Mishametes esamilva bishtar vishlo bishtar. The Shemitah passing, the Shemitah's Ksafim, is effective on releasing loans that are made both bishtar with the contract and below bishtar without a contract. 
Um, here, at least according to the halacha, we go like Rav and Shmuel, that the contract we're talking about is one that specifically encumbers some asset. So there's a lien in the contract which says, like a mortgage, I'll lend you $100,000, but I have a mortgage on your home. So that, because there is a loan with a lien, there's an encumbrance on your home, the mortgage, that's called milva bishtar. Um, but uh, the fact that it happens written on paper is not relevant. That's There's no collateralization, no lien. Um, then the loan on paper is as good as a, a milva shlobishtar, it might as well be ba'alpeh, a verbal commitment. So the point of the mission here is that um, both verbal as well as written contracts, and even written contracts that have specific liens on assets are all released in the Shemitah year. And that's significant because we'll see in a little bit that um, when there's a, a real asset that's a picadon, that's like a collateral that's acting as surety, that security is in the, if that security is in the hands of the lender, so then it's as if that loan's been collected already and Shemitah will not release that loan. So let me just clarify. Our mission is saying, if I have a lend you money and I, in the contract of the loan, it says I have the rights to collect from your home if you don't pay me, that's called a milva bishtar and Shemitah will release that. However, in contrast, if I lend you $100 and I, t- instead of having a contract which says I could collect $100 from your property, I actually take your your uh, fancy pen, which is worth $100, and I hold that as my surety, that's my picadon. So then um, Shemitah would not release that loan. The $100 that you owe me would be collectible after Shemitah. It's based on a pusik, but conception, the reason why is because it's not that I have a claim on you, it's I actually am holding already the repayment in my hand. I have that pen in my hand, so I'm holding it already, almost as if it's been collected, and therefore there's, there's a, even though if I have to, I'll have to give you back your pen if you give me the money, but Shemitah wouldn't release you from that loan because I'm holding that that surety, that pikadon in my hand. So again, here the Mishnah says that it's Shviyas, the seventh year is Mishmetis as a milva bishtar. It says a contract, even if there's collateral, but it's just a, a, a lien, financial claim on a future asset as opposed to a physical possession of some asset. So then the Shemitah will release it and same Mishalov bishtar if there's no contract at all or there's a contract, but there's you know lien in the contract. In contrast, hakafas achanut, store credit, an extension of credit as I described before moments ago, and a mishmetis that isn't released because it's not considered a loan, it's just the other half of the transaction, and the storekeeper's not lending you money. They're just letting you not pay immediately for a mutual convenience. The mission, however, says it's a gray line, and if the im asa milva, if the shopkeeper converts that store credit into a loan, that is to say the storekeeper agrees you know, you can pay me back on the 30th of the month after you get paid, that became now a loan, not just for credit. There's a fixed date at which it's repayable. And that being the case, um, it's now been transformed from merely store credit that wouldn't be released by Shemitah to being a loan, which is now released um, in the Shemitah year. Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Harishon Rishon Mishamet. Rabbi Yehuda, who the halacha does not follow, reasons that each time that you go back into the store and you buy another bag of milk, another bag of milk, another bag of milk, each time that you, when you bought that second bag of milk and didn't pay for your first bag, so you already see right then and there that you're not paying immediately. And therefore, the original credit is being converted from much as a credit. And now you, you owe the store some money for the first bag. But now it's become like a loan because you could have paid it but didn't. So that's your Behudashita that each time you go and, um, at subsequent times that you go to the shop without paying, the previous debt 
converts from being store credit, which is not relieved by the Shemitah, to a loan made by the store to you, which is indeed um, released in the Shemitah year. However, the Lacha does not follow Rabbi Yehuda, meaning store credit, even if it's multiple episodes over a period of time, doesn't change the fact that it's still store credit, payable immediately, and is not released um, by the Shemitah. Sachar Sachir, the payment for a worker, person's wages. Enemishamet, again, those aren't released. That is to say, of course, a person works for you for whatever it is, a month, and you haven't paid him yet. The fact that you didn't pay him before the passage of the last day of the Shemitah year doesn't mean you're overlooked from paying him. You have a debt to him, but it's not a loan, um, and therefore it's not released. But there's similarly this kind of gray area, the Imasal Milva, if it's confer- converted to being a loan, that is to say, for example, you make up with the worker, okay, listen, I owe you the money, but I'm going to pay you in a month when I leave the employer gets, you know, my next deal closed. So we've transformed it from being um, wages that are payable immediately. And even if they weren't paid in the interim of the course of the month, it's because for mutual convenience, we do, you know, payroll twice a month or something. But if I make up with you, I'm going to pay you now in 30 days and some future date and it becomes payable then. We've converted the wages owable, which wouldn't be released by Shemitah, to being a loan, essentially, that's being extended effectively from and <clears throat> from the worker to the employer to be paid in 30 days. And now the employer gets relief at the past passage Shemitah would release that loan. Reza Mishamet, Shemitah year would actually release that loan. Rabbi Yossi has an interesting idea. He says that's true for most workers. However, any type of work for which wages were earned and that work is forbidden during the Shemitah year. So in other words, this worker was hired to pick grapes, and now he wasn't paid before Shemitah rolled around, and now he hasn't been paid throughout the whole Shemitah year. So um, then Shemitah will, Mishametah, Shemitah will release that money owed to the worker, and because since he hasn't, he, his work can't continue through Shemitah year, um, it's as if it's automatically converted from being some wages owed from the employer to being a, a loan be, being extended to the uh, worker, and therefore, once Shemitah rolls around and finishes, actually, then Mishametis, it will relieve, release the obligations of the employer to that employee. Um, however, again, the halacha does not follow Riosi here. Vishayinu Posekis any other kind of works is Riosi, which wouldn't um, stop during Shemitah, meaning the employment is the guy's a lawyer or a bricklayer or something, and he could work in the seventh year. So then, Ena Mishametis, um, Shemitah rolling around wouldn't relieve the employer from paying his employee um, even after the end of Shemitah and the start of the eighth year in the cycle.